You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events to get free and periodic updates to this program and our other interesting programs. Be sure to enter your email address in the subscribe to WHTT box on the right side of our website, whtt.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about Christian Zionism. It's raising its ugly head once again. And we got inspired, actually, by an article from the Washington Post, of all places. This is actually quite amazing. And uh, we're going to entitle this, Prominent Evangelical Christians Are Worrying Christian Zionists Over Israel. And the article is entitled, and it's uh, reproduced uh, on our website, and we'll have a link to that, How Some Evangelicals Are Challenging a Decades-Long Stance of Blanket Support for Israel's Government. And this article is by a a woman named Sarah Pulliam Bailey, who actually went on a tour with Lynn Hybels, who is the wife of Bill Hybels, of Willow Creek Church in Chicago, which has thousands of members, I think something close to 20,000, and there's over 7,000 churches that have been spawned by Willow Creek. So it's a very strong evangelical church that has been in existence for probably close to 40 years now. And this article is really very encouraging to us because, of course, this is one of our issues. They touch a little bit on the theology, and we're going to have Craig talk a little bit about that. And dispensationalism, they use the key words. They mention Christian Zionism uh, in the article and so forth. But what's interesting, the group, there's a tour group called Telos that takes people to the Holy Land, Israel, And it's trying to avoid the theological arguments, as pointed out in the article there. They're just wanting to show people what is going on. And once people see both sides of the issue, why they can sort of draw their own conclusions, if you will. To refresh our memory, we talked about this in a previous podcast, but one of the points in the article here. The 2013 survey by the Pew Research revealed that 80% of evangelicals, that's evangelical Christians, say they sympathize with Israel, while 61% have little or no sympathy for Palestinians, unquote. And we're seeing a gradual turning. It's ever so slow, and so this article is really a a ray of sunshine. We've seen some examples in the past from prominent people like Pastor Chuck Baldwin, who ran for the office of president a few years ago on one of the third parties. But in his case, he woke up to Christian Zionism. He he actually, uh, I guess you could say for all practical purposes, was a Christian Zionism. And he woke up and has spoken out against it. So there is this great turning, as we mentioned in our video, Christian Zionism, the Tragedy and Turning. And if you've not seen this video, 
you need to take a look at it. It's free, available on our site. We'll have a link to it. And it will explain why the Christian Zionists and these dispensationalists are so dogmatic about the issue of Israel. It's just locked almost in their DNA, and it's very difficult for them to actually come out of it. It's almost like a cult, I would say. Anyway, the article is quite revealing, and the one thing that really hit me is the last part of the article of a woman named Tish Oxenrider, who was a blogger for the trip, actually, she said that she wasn't sure what to expect ahead of this trip. She grew up in a Bible church in Texas where church members would return from Holy Land trips with glowing stories. I pictured this beautifully preserved region straight out of the maps from my Bible, said Oxenrider, who lives in Austin. She said the lasting memories from her trip will include simply learning about Israeli-occupied settlements. I don't feel equipped to write about the region, she said, but when Israel would come up in conversation, she said, before I'd nod silently, now I feel like I have more of an educated voice, but I've still got a lot to learn, unquote. And so that's one of the points is that so many Americans, particularly American evangelical Christians, are really ignorant on the issue of what's going on in Israel. They only have the one side, and they go along with the media and all the Zionist propaganda and the U.S. government propaganda about the state of Israel. And so, Chuck, why don't you weigh in on this article? This is, uh, of course, as you said, uh, very encouraging to us because it's the Washington Post. It has big readership, and because we see uh, the results of Mrs. Heibel, who uh, four or five years ago we noticed was attending the Christ at the Checkpoint forums in Bethlehem. And Mrs. Heibel was influenced by this, obviously. And uh, this is a huge church. And, of course, because it's a huge church, somehow the Washington Post decided to give it what we thought was pretty fair and reasonable coverage. But this is not in any way to say that this really covers all the points. Uh, it does just simply give us a great encouragement that we have people coming out of churches that are either Christian Zionists themselves or influence Christian Zionist churches. And, and many of the 7,000 churches who actually have subscribed to this church building program that comes out of Willow Creek, many of those churches are outright Christian Zionist churches. Some of them probably have held Knights to Honor Israel. So this is a tremendous step into uh, these churches, and it's what we have worked for ourselves and prayed for a long time. So we have a little different role than does Telos and does this particular church, and we'll talk about our role after we finish covering what went on in this very interesting interview. Well, one of the things that was interesting is it got some criticism, uh, which we would expect, and they included a quote from Christians Unite for Israel former director David Brog, and this is quite interesting. He's still involved with Christians Unite for Israel. He's heading up their focus to uh, try to win support back on the campuses for Israel. But he said, referring to Telos, which is this tour company, he said this, quote, this is not your parents' anti-Israel group. 
these guys are savvy, these guys are smart. And this was said, uh, unquote, on an interview on Glenn Beck's show. So, of course, many of our listeners will recall we talked about about a year ago, David Grog wrote an article about the rising influence of the, what they call, of course, anti-Israel evangelicals, or the awakening by evangelicals. So it is a very slow turning, if you will, but it is there and it's coming. Craig, you had some thoughts? Yes, Tom, the article points out that evangelicals have long been influenced by dispensationalism, and it goes and describes that a little bit. And that's really the source of where this whole Israel first mentality theology has come from. It is a product of the late 19th century, and it's not the historical teaching of the church. So the article does point that out. But what I thought was really interesting in the article, it points out that most Christians that do take the tour of Israel, that go over there, they want to go look at the rocks, they want to go look at the olive trees, they want to look at the tombs, all these sacred sites but they're not that interested in what's happening to the people of the land. And I'm, I'm drawn to the Sammy Awad, who we've talked about before, who recognizes that there's two narratives, there's two stories are going on over here. There's the Palestinians that have suffered great loss, that they've lived there for hundreds and hundreds and maybe even thousands of years on the land, and having that land taken away from them by these so-called Zionists who come in and say that they've got a right to the land and who haven't had any ancestral claim to the land, and they can't show their lineage to the land at all. But Sammy points out that the Jewish narrative is a narrative of persecution and struggle throughout history in different lands as well. So this article in the Washington Post, I think, clearly points out that we need to look at the people of the land and have a compassionate response to everyone there. I think they do a good job in the article explaining that, and I, I wish more Christians would look at the humanitarian side of what's actually going on over there. The killing of innocents on both sides shouldn't be applauded by any camp at all. This does not represent Jesus in the killing of innocents. There needs to be uh, open dialogue, and it talks about these ladies getting together and just cooking together. Even though they're on opposite sides politically, they're able to get together and have a discussion over uh, cooking and a meal. And that, to me, is where we put that flesh and blood back on this discussion. Because otherwise, it's just you know, my theology, my, my verses versus your verses. And in the meantime, people are dying all over the place. So I think the article is good, pointing people in the direction of where the problem started with premillennial dispensationalism. It goes beyond that to, to say that, yes, we need to look at the humanitarian side of this and, and take a stand for what's right. I might add to that that in any battle, be it an army or be it a sports game or whatever it is with five people on the floor, or 11 people on the, on the field, or whatever it is, you have to find your role. Uh, in those simple things that we've all experienced, those sports games, you're given a job. And you don't worry about the other guy's job. You worry about carrying out your function. This is really good to see Lynn Heibel and her husband, obviously, he's behind her while he runs this or, or enormous organization, possibly key people in the entire movement and it's great to see them doing the job they do. And we have to focus on our role in this. And, and we don't have the glamorous role. Uh, we don't have the role of coming up with the money that allows you to go around and invite dozens or hundreds of people to go to Palestine and see on the ground 
with our own eyes what's there. And furthermore, we couldn't carry out that role if we did have the money because we don't have the respect and influence that comes from running a 15 or 20,000 member church in what's perceived to be an evangelical movement, and Willow Creek does. So they are taking a task on that we couldn't begin to do, and we have to continue to take on the, the tasks that we've picked for ourselves uh, way back there 12 years ago when we made signs and went out and started challenging churches right in front of the churches. We did three things that Willow Creek can't do and they're not going to do, and we need to realize that. It's our role as the blocking back or whatever you want to call us to do this. We challenge churches in the streets. We actually expose false scripture. We go into scripture, analyze it, and we show where it's absolutely wrong and false. We don't try to dodge the many people who will turn their back on us when we do this because it's our function to do that. That's our, that's our purpose on the team. And we've defined Christian Zionism in the beginning. Uh, we've defined it as that, as an abuse of scripture. We've said it's taking scripture and putting Israel into it as a God form in scripture. We've clung to that, and now others are using our definition. Christian Zionism is, is, a, is a definition we came up with that's used very widely now by writers, and even journalists sometimes pick it up. So I think this is a matter of uh, seeing a reward coming through as sort of a team victory where you see something happen, and, and, and we need to just uh, sit back and rejoice in it and be glad that we have had a role and maybe laying the groundwork for a lot of these things. We have no idea how they happen. But they're the little things like somebody got Lynn Heibel to go to uh, Christ at the checkpoint, and that started this whole thing, probably. We look at the task ahead of us, and we see that this Pew poll tells us that 61% of the Christians who, who call themselves evangelicals, uh, and, and probably these would, uh, would be the normal Republicans in our voting system, 61% have no sympathy whatsoever for the Palestinians. They're not sympathetic with the 2,500 people who were killed in 2014. They're not sympathetic with many thousands who are homeless going into their second winter without a place to live on the Mediterranean coast of Gaza. So we have this enormous task ahead of us of continuing to do our job. And, we, you know, we see the results of these things all around us. Uh, we see the lack of peace, the lack of a call for peace. We see the mounting war threats everywhere. Uh, we are the people who have to demand peace and demand the churches call for peace and to shout in the face of the churches, you're not doing your job, you're not doing Christ's work. You are defaulting on Christ's job that he gave you by failing to act. Uh, Lynn Heibel and her wonderful group, they have a different approach. They don't hammer at the scriptural Questions, they say, well, come with us and see for yourself. That is a role that's being played out, and I feel great about seeing this happen. I feel great about our own history and the path we've chosen, and we're going to continue just to do what we've been doing. Chuck, I think that's a very good point because we go out there and stand with our signs. We really don't know what kind of influence that we do have, but cars are driving by. It's putting the question out there, you know, what is Christian Zionism? But it's getting that word into the, the lexicon, if you will, of the culture. And, and people are saying, no, it's not right. It's not Christian, and, and Zionism isn't a good thing. And so we don't know the, the extent of that. Uh, 
you know, just you guys having a website, you know, got me involved when I started asking the questions. So great example. That, yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of, of prayer and just saying, okay, our job is to sow the seed and let the Lord do the increase. Well said, Craig. We hope that when you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, that maybe you'll be inspired to do something. You know, everybody has a calling, and uh, we're kind of an information uh, agency, and we like to challenge churches through our vigils. We've done now probably close to 150 of these all around the country. So there's a lot of work to be done on the issue to uh, work for peace and justice in the Holy Land for both the Israelis and the Palestinians. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcast. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.